0: Hey guys, welcome to Late Late. I am hey. Yeah. Okay. It's a good time to be doing a podcast. A very good time to be doing a podcast. Just as this was not pre-planned to be doing it like in this like scenario. We haven't just thrown this together right now. It was planned quite a while ago and then all of a sudden in the last hour and a half, bam 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 and there's a load of news. But we need to get the introductions in so we we're back again in quick succession following friday's episode if you haven't checked that out go back and check it out it's with ryan ward from lakers daily it's a good one um and as always i'm joined my right hand man here jonathan kernan how are you doing on this fine sunday mate is it a fine sunday over there it's a rainy sunday in ireland so it's a usual sunday but uh yeah a lot better after
1: the news that just broke but yeah i'm good
0: Yeah, yeah, it's rainy rainy Sunday here as well, but people don't want to hear about that and they want to hear about that we've got a guest as well, so we promised another guest and we've got one. He's a writer for Lakers Outsider, a co-host on the Forum podcast, he's a former video editor for Laker Film Room, his video breakdowns on Twitter, he's definitely one of the best out there at that. Uh, It's Mr. Unwritten Rules joining us, Raj, this is your first time on the show, How, how are you doing?
2: Doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, It's great to be here. Uh, I'm glad we got the all timing worked out, you know, the two time zones and things like that. Um, Yeah, this is awesome, man. Uh, You said we didn't plan this, but uh, I feel like you were talking to Palinka or something. Uh, (laughs) You had the little him in like your back pocket or something like that to just time (laughs) this like absolutely perfectly where he drops the news and then we get a podcast. So uh, I feel like you guys have some inside information here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: well i would like to think that but that's not the case it's just very very lucky and um, before we do jump into it um so are you telling me that your legal name isn't unwritten rules then i'm actually quite shelving. no
2: no yeah my mom did not like come out and name me um unwritten rules yeah that that did not happen it it's so crazy when i hear people actually know my name now like they'll call me raj on the timeline which is still just so weird to me like i'm still like I'm still getting used to that. People are like they'll say my name. I'm like, wow, people actually know. Uh, people know my name, so I think that's that's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, it takes some getting used to it as well. Yeah. Um Well, let's jump straight into it. Um, right, where to start with this one? Bear with me, everyone. It's fast moving. Um, to the guests and to the listeners as well, because you can put it in the comments if anything is happening as we're speaking. Fire away, jump in. Okay. Um, the Lakers and OKC Thunder have agreed uh will have an agreement in principle on a deal to send Dennis Schroeder to Los Angeles um, for the number 28th pick and um, Danny Green. Um, I'm trying to add things onto this here. Obviously, um, the pick will have to be made in the draft and then the deal will probably be finalised after that. Well, not probably. That will be the case. It's moving on really fast here. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, where do we go from here? Let's throw it at Raj first. What do you think of everything that's been happening over the last hour? What do you think of Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers? What do you think of Danny Green and the pit going the other way? Um, it's pretty much, we haven't had much time to digest this. What's your overall reaction from just having the news hit you in the face like it has the
2: rest of us? Yeah, I'm like pretty shocked because none of this was in the news, right? We, I mean, Dennis Schroeder was a little bit linked to the Lakers, I think maybe last year, right? I think during the trade deadline, but not really much this summer. And I didn't think that they would move off Danny Green um that quickly and give up their first round pick. But um, I like the pickup of Schroeder. He's a, he's like he's a really good ball handler. Um, his pick and roll, uh, passing is still, it got a lot better last year. Um, I think he shot a career high from three as well. Um, but. Yeah, the, trading your starting two guard on a championship team um, is—I didn't expect them to do that right away uh, before uh, the free agency. So uh, this is a big time move.
0: Yeah, and um, Jonathan, what what do you think of Schroeder? Obviously, there's assets going the other way as there is in a move like this, but he's pretty much what we needed. Um, I think we were speaking off air. Um, you think he might start? I'm more thinking he's going to come off the bench, but either way, he's an incredible talent to add to the roster.
1: Oh yeah, 100% agree. Huge, huge talent. Like he's still 20, I think 27 years of age, and averaging nearly 19 points per game, 18.9 points per game last season, 38.5% from three-point line, 83%, 84% free throw shooter for the for last year. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I don't, I'm very. I'm kind of convinced he's going to be the starter for this season. Because obviously with um, OKC, they had a plethora of guards like in Shea and Alexander, and Chris Paul. Like, he was never going to be starting in that kind of rotation, and he was he was the perfect person to be the third guard coming off the bench for them. Mm-hmm. And he proved himself to be like more than more than a willing kind of guy to, to play his role to do the best of his ability. But yeah, I can see him. I can see him coming to the Lakers and wanting or really fighting for the starting place. Obviously, we have Caruso. Potentially, we could have Avery Bradley coming back. And it looks like this signals the end of Rajon Rondo with the Lakers, which for those <laughs> who, who know I like that, I'm not, you too not smile that. <laughs> I'm not too broken up about that. But, uh, yeah, it's a really good move for him. And he, one thing he, he's going to offer us that I don't think we had at the point guard position, he's lightning quick. Like, mm-hmm. he is lightning quick. That's yeah. something like Crusoe is. Crusoe can move, he can dunk, <laughs> but I wouldn't call him uh, lightning quick. Rondo again has a turn of pace, but not that quick. Quinco mm-hmm. no. Uh, Avery Bradley not really. But this offers us a different look, and that's what we definitely need. Like we are, and I think one big area he's going to kind of improve for us is driving to the rim. Like he's not mm-hmm. elite, elite when it comes to driving to the rim, but he definitely gives us a better look in terms of like we were bottom of the league in drives to the rim last season. and right. um, I think he brings a, a 12 drives to the rim per game, which is perfect mm-hmm. for us. It gives us much better looks, spreads the floor a lot better. But yeah, I think he's going to be a great look for the Lakers going forward. Yeah. yeah. He's, a,
2: he's a nice combination uh, pick and roll player with Anthony Davis um, because he can actually shoot off pick and rolls. He can pull up. Um, he can score. We had, we had trouble finding guards who can do that. Um, last season and obviously rondo we had like a rocky relationship with rajan rondo as laker fans um, but he did show up in the playoffs um sure i believe sure kind of struggled a little bit um going to playoffs he wasn't the same uh he wasn't as consistent but uh, yeah this is a this is a pretty big uh change here to the to the lineup uh for laker fans and last year i believe with the oklahoma city thunder um not even milwaukee not the lakers i believe they had the best fourth quarter like crunch time lineup in the whole league. They were, like, killing people. I think it was that three-guard lineup that you were talking about. Um, it was Shea, Chris Paul, and uh, Dennis Schroeder, and uh, they had the best fourth-quarter crunch time lineup, and he was a part of that. Um, they would run offense through him as well. Um, it would kind of switch between Paul, Shea, and him, but and he was a big part of that. He would get buckets down the stretch. Um, he would hit big shots for them. Um, he's really He has a good floater game as well. He can get, into the, get in the paint, um, really good mid-range game. So, uh, yeah, this is a... It's, it's great to have a, have another ball handler. And uh, I think you said also he's pretty young. He's 27 as well. So uh, he's he'll be ready.
0: Yeah, I think that um, as a combo guard, obviously he can ball handle at, at the mm-hmm. one if you want him to in that second unit. Um, he can move over to the two. I think if he is in with the likes of uh, LeBron and AD, he can fill that catch and shoot kind of role. Um, mm-hmm. There is a stat going around in late show scoop uh, Kenny has put it in the comments here as well that um he made 41% of his catch and shoot threes. And right. I've got a little bit of a, a graph up here. The guys on Instagram Live will be able to see it. And from that right corner um from three point range, 54% he converted wow. at last season. And when you're on the court with LeBron and AD, yeah. it's them corners that, that are going to be open, you know, and you've got him potentially converting at. I'm not sure if that's sustainable, that moving forward to next season. But anywhere in and around, well, above 40% is is magnificent conversion rate from there. Um, So I just think, like, as an out-and-out scorer, I was saying to Jonathan, like, I'm not sure if this is a good comparison. But just in terms of that punch off the bench, he's a bit Lou william esque well like he can just come in and just be an ultimate flamethrower when you need it uh, but i just think the versatility he adds is going to be absolutely brilliant and was anyone surprised by the the pieces given up in this trade are you happy with it you're not happy with it where do you stand there because it's danny green and then it's a pick i mean i think danny green we were looking to move on from anyway and he obviously had a few struggles but he did bring his defensive upside um, and then the pick, yeah. everyone knows my opinion on picks. They're a bit of a lottery in themselves. You don't really know what you're going to get from them. So if you can get established players from trading them in a deal, I, I'm more for that. What, what What do you think, Raj, of that? What? What do you think of the pieces going the other way?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I was actually a pretty big Danny Green guy. Um, a lot of people obviously were killing him for them shooting, and I was like, he's doing so much other else. You know what I mean? He's not just a mm. three-point shooter. He spaces the floor for LeBron. He's always in the right place, usually defensively. Um, he understands schemes and, like, you know, where to go, and, like, whether to hedge on a pick-and-roll or, you know, trap or whatever the scheme that Vogel go, um, gives out, he's really good at um, performing it. So I thought I was actually a pretty great Danny Green guy. Um, I've got to watch more on shooter, sure, but... I mean, to get him for just the pick and Danny Green, I feel like is a pretty good deal. I think he was wanted for a lot more than that, especially at the deadline, the way he was playing last season. Um, I feel like teams offered more than that. He wasn't traded. i um, little, my look, my concern though, is I was looking, he's six one. He's a really, he's actually a short point guard. You I, I don't see him as a showing point guard because he attacks the rim the way he does. But um, that's my concern. And I believe they'll have another pick in this draft. Um, they're gonna buy a second rounder. Um, This year I think teams are gonna sell a lot of their a lot of their picks. Like a team like Philadelphia has five picks in this draft. They have no business having five picks in this draft, so I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna sell a few. And um yeah, I think we'll get one anyway, but I'm kinda surprised they traded their first round pick already so quickly. Um, especially how well they draft at that at that level at twenty-eight. Um that was where we got Kuzma, Josh Hart, um guys like Larry Nance were kind of in that range. So um yeah, I'm I'm pretty surprised that they uh, they traded it away, but I think this is a good deal. I think uh, the the pick and Danny Green is a good deal for a player uh, who can uh, score and uh, facilitate the way he does.
0: Yeah, you got anything to add on to that, Jonathan?
1: Yeah, I, I was actually just doing a bit of looking up there, so yeah, I th- we all we, I don't think any of us think of Dan Schroeder as a small guard because he plays a lot bigger than his actual size. But I just checked there; his wingspan is six foot eight, so. He's wow. got he's got long arms, so that, that probably makes up for it, his lack of height. But uh, Garden, there's actually just I was just thinking there myself as well. Uh, if you look at it, Dennis Schroeder fits five of the five out of five of the Lakers' greatest needs mm-hmm. uh, going into this off season. Well, obviously defense, he's he's fine defensively. He's never going to be an elite defender simply because of his size. But in terms of drives to the rim, three point shooting, free throw shooting, secondary playmaking. And third score, whether it's off the bench or in the starting lineup, he offers the full array of things that the Lakers probably would have looked at the playoffs and said, "Okay, this is areas where we're weak," and he's coming in, filling in basically every need. And I, I was, I've, I've been talking about Derrick Rose or like into a, a weirder extent, Russell Westbrook, but <laughs> at least Dennis Schroeder fits every need we we have currently, and that's absolutely perfect. And actually, about the about us not keeping the pick, uh, just, I'm just looking at a three from Bobby Marks. He said that the, us handing over the pick allows us a, a decent amount of flexibility when it comes to keeping the full mid-level mm-hmm. exception, the 9.3 right. million. So that could be really beneficial depending on like who we want to go for in, in free agency because I think the three of us would all agree mm-hmm. the Lakers are not done. Whether it's oh, a trade, or picking up a big piece in free agency, this just feels like the tip of the iceberg, and it's a hell of a tip of the iceberg. So, yeah, yeah I'm thrilled. I, th-
0: I think something else is happening here. I think something oh, else sure. is happening. I think, and I think it, it, it lands in free agency. That's mm-hmm. why I think, I think is a backer on the way, is a Gallinari on the way, that would be an absolute dream. That would be the perfect scenario. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think even just a useful wing player, I, I think I did mention him on the last pod and people kind of like threw him out, but we are losing Danny Green, who obviously is a versatile player right over to the three, especially right. defensively. Um, you know, Gallinari comes in and kind of covers that. But if you if we get someone like a backer off the back of this, right. do you think that we need that additional wing player? Do you think someone like Mo Harkless could be useful? Or what, what do you think about the makeup of the roster um, moving forward?
2: Yeah, um, I definitely think we need a, another wing. And, you know, it's crazy. I actually think the play of KCP in the playoffs actually made Danny Green kind of more ex- expendable, right? Um, mm. KCP was so good. Um, he started a lot of those games. He defended um, really well um, at the point of the point of attack. So I feel like that kind of made Danny Green more expendable. And Danny Green's 33. So we're, you're getting a lot younger um, also in this trade. And, yeah, Ibaka would be my Dream signing. I think him and Anthony Davis would be, would just wreak havoc as a front court. Um, Ibaka is still only 31 years old. Um, if I, if I checked that correctly last time. So I feel like he fits kind of the prime of this team on um, the championship level window. And uh, I mean, I, I'm just reading here as well as things develop. Mark Stein, I believe just said that we're trying to sign. We're looking to sign Wesley Matthews away from um, Milwaukee, which I feel like oh. would be an amazing pickup. Wesley Matthews would be just amazing. Uh, I'm not sure his age as well. I I don't think he's that old, at least from what I remember. But um, he's just a lockdown wing. Um, I like his toughness as well. So guys like that, and I'm sure they're working. Um, Credit to Palenka and them for not standing pat. You know, they could have easily just said, let's just run this back. And uh, they didn't. They put their work in to continue this roster.
0: Yeah. I think uh, that Wesley Matthews sign is interesting. I've just seen that now. Um, Yeah. Just gone yeah. over and had a look at that. I think it's funnily enough that's literally what we were just talking about. Was kind of bringing in a wing player off the back of losing Green. Um, I'll fire it over to you, Jonathan. We were you going to say something then.
1: Yeah, I'd say I just seen that Wesley Matthews thing. That's a, a fantastic kind of death move for the Lakers. He's the type <laughs> of player we need? Yeah, like he's he's a player that's not going to demand a huge amount of touches. He's not going to demand a huge amount of money. He's not going to be pushing like he could be pushing for a starting place. I doubt it, but he's going to be putting himself in around. He's going to be competitive, and that's what we need. We need someone that can step up in on both sides of the court. Wesley Matthews can do that. He was before his like his major injuries. He was like a very decent player that had real, real potential. And another, actually, another player we have mentioned that I think we got a brief look at him again in the, in the Rocket series is Ten Horton and Tucker. Like I think THT. And the level of kind of hype he's getting behind the 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 Lakers staff and Lakers players and throwing behind them really says a lot that they think a lot of him and that he's going to be a bigger part next season. Mm -hmm. And if Danny Green has kind of well, Danny Green was was a plus player in the playoffs. Like I'm not going to slate him for that, but Mm -hmm. I think he becomes a lot more expendable. When you have guys like Taylor and Toker, Wesley Matthews, KCP, even Avery Bradley, if he stays, which is still up in the air, is capable of playing the shooting guard spot. But yeah, if we can get, I, I, I'd hope for another wing player to come in just for added depth. I mean, not even at the shooting guard position, but behind LeBron James would be ideal just for early parts of the season. But yeah, thrilled with the way things are breaking at the moment and hope, I definitely feel there's more to come.
0: Yeah. I think uh, there's. I think I'm a bit. I like Horton Tucker, and I understand his hype. But I think Mm -hmm. throwing someone in that young, in like an actual serious rotation spot within a championship contender, I think might be a bit tricky. I mean, he's very much in kind of like the honeymoon period. I think where he kind of came off, played limited minutes, and kind of was hitting everything possible. You know, I think that. I think that he. I hope he's in the rotation. Uh, like the low end of the rotation, getting some minutes. Um, but I, I do think that we do need to go out there and get a Wes Matthews and a Mo Harkless, uh, that type of player, if it isn't them players specifically. I think with the way things are breaking, this Wes Matthews thing, I think obviously looks like it's a serious uh, option for the Lakers that, you know, they're looking at. Um, yeah, I think um, what we're going to do is we've got some comments coming in here, so we're just going to quickly go through it um we've got here um a is next someone's <laughs> saying um we've got a late show scoop how did the lakers potentially acquiring Schroeder sleep hit um <laughs> obviously that's towards uh raj there um <laughs> I- i'm assuming um kenny might have passed out after that sign so i assume he might have already have slept um Obviously, Kenny coming in with the stats as well, 41% of uh, 273 catch and shoot threes in 2019 24 um, Schroeder. So obviously, it's not a small sample size as well. Um, these comments are going to lead on to a to comment that we've got to kind of discuss. Um, another comment here saying, beautiful trade. I do agree with that. Amanda, who loves the comments. Uh, Schroeder is a great pickup. Um, what we need now is a wing like Harkless or a backer even. Yeah, exactly what we were just talking about. And then someone saying, uh, where's Matthews on his way? Looks like it could be potentially. Uh, but this is going to lead on to um, a comment from here from Nichols 24 uh, when we were speaking about Schroeder. Me and Jonathan spoke about this off air. What's he like defensively? Mm-hmm. Is that... Uh, you, you tell me, I, I I, don't know much about him defensively. I knew, I knew that Danny Green was a great player defensively, even when he wasn't playing well on the offensive end. He was a positive on the court purely because of his defensive efforts. Right. How does Schroeder defensively fit into this team? Uh,
2: yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, like I said before, he's 6'1". So, I mean, there's so much you can do defensively at that height. Um, he, but he doesn't really get picked on in that way as like a as a defender. Um, I think Oklahoma City. I'm not sure where they ranked uh, defensively last year, but um, I, I don't think they were one of the worst defensive teams. Um, and he'll be a point of attack defender. He'll he'll be have to be playing with guys like like you said, ring on wings like West Matthews, Alex Caruso, um, even KCP. He can play next to those guys and just guard uh, guard the smallest guy on the floor. Um, you can hide him on shooters and things like that. But I think what he does offensively um, more than makes up for his defensive. Uh, warts on that end um but yeah i think he's a pretty good positional defender um i'm sure and the lakers they're gonna have anthony davis behind him you know what i mean so um you just need guys that can kind of stay in front or pressure their man um i think he can he can be good in a scheme kind of uh place um he did well in atlanta as well i believe when they were still winning um as a back mm-hmm. point guard uh as a defender there so yeah i have no um worries about that danny green is one, was one of our best like wing kind of defenders. um he wasn't as good as the point of attack but they would throw him on guys um, who would kind of run off screens, and he was really good good at that. So um, they'll definitely have to replace that. But I, I'm not worried about him defensively.
1: Yeah, yeah I think he's a, he's definitely an active defender. Like he's mm-hmm. there. there one thing I've I've been worried about him about him on the defensive end, he does have lapses in concentration, like most mm-hmm. younger point guards do. Have to have lapses in concentration, switch off, and then in them moments, best guards in the league are going to tear you apart. But other than that, like yeah, I completely agree with Raj There's, he's, he's his six eight wingspan definitely helps his height significantly. Yeah. Because if his if his wingspan was the same height as, as he is a 6'1 it would be kind of a little bit worried about that. But no, he's he's very very solid all around. He's got great foot speed. He's got a good lateral movement. Which mm-hmm. if he if he gets in with like so Frank Vogel and Lionel Hollins and all these guys and kind of joint kind of focuses in on the defensive system, that could be a game changer for him defensively. Like we've seen players getting much better underneath their two Like Kyle Kuzma has improved immensely in terms of his defensive output this season. And if if Schroeder can put in the same attention to details as Kuzma has done in that regard, he could definitely be a plus defender for this team. He obviously he's not he doesn't have length of and Benny Green, and hopefully, if Wesley Matthews comes in, he can offer some of that defense. But yeah, it's he's not he's not a worry defensively. He's not he's not going to be he's not going to be someone that's going to get targeted. I'm right. pretty sure he's not going to get targeted defensively. I think we have enough versatility across the floor where if and enough switchability that if if he does get targeted, we can switch KCP onto a point guard. We can switch depending on who's on the floor at five. Ten on or LeBron is
0: is there. We can switch. But well, yeah,
1: he's going to be a decent defender. But he's not going to set the world like that's for that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think um, from what I've seen as well, just like the eye test, schroeder Schroeder's a, a quite a big frame as well. You know, so it's not like he's a little slim, you mm-hmm. know, six foot guy that is just going to get bullied around. I think if he is going to get picked on, I think given his effort on the defensive end, whatever that may be, I think he's got the potential to stand strong and at least be difficult i don't think he's like a isaiah thomas type of defensive liability right. um so I, th- I think we're good on on that end which um i was speaking to jonathan off air about that that was a question i had and that's a question that we've got here and i think we've got a perfect segue over um here and jonathan mentioned his name there is it, it well i'm gonna he was a he was a topic anyway <laughs> so let's start with what the conversation would have been if this trade didn't happen Earlier on uh, this week, um, there was talk about Carl Kuzma, who's eligible for an extension. He still has a year left on his contract, but right. he is eligible for that extension. Brian Wynhorst said that um, he's expecting a sizable deal and hoping for a sizable deal. Obviously, he was in trade talks. A lot of a lot of the trade talk was him and Danny Green. Obviously, Danny Green looks to be off the table now. I think right. Kuzma will probably still be up for trade personally i don't know what you can pair him with and what you can get back um but what what, where do you think kuzma's future lies um because surely the lakers can't extend him surely that doesn't work cat wise does it
2: yeah yeah so i said this on twitter but i feel like the view of kuzma there's like a gap between how laker fans view kuzma and the front office views kuzma right Laker fans view him as an expendable you know, five million dollar player um, on a rookie deal that's expiring, and I think the Lakers see him as a person they put a lot of money and time developing into a winning player, right? Which he was last year. I know his Twitter, and you know things are very weird. He asks a lot of questions that people don't want to <laughs> don't want to hear him asking. But uh, uh, I feel like he turned into a winning guy, and it's tough for a guy like that. First of all, players that who are picked at 28 don't even really make it to a second contract. At, uh, just in terms of the numbers, the stats, that people don't make it that far. He's definitely going to get one. Um, it might not be from the Lakers, but he's going to get a second contract. Um, and he turned into a winning player. He was a wing defender. Um, he he was playing because of his defense. I believe he shot below 30% from three last, uh, or right at 30% from three. So it wasn't his offense that was keeping him on the floor. It's him being able to defend wings. Um, and I don't think he's going to get an extension, but... You have a guy like that making $5 million next year. It gives you a lot of flexibility um, to, to work with. He's an expiring. If uh, people want it, he'll be a restricted free agent next year. So Lakers can wait. Um, if they get who they want next year, they can match any deal from him. So um, I don't think they're just going to throw him into trade talks. Like I know Laker Twitter, a lot of people want to get rid of him uh, right away. It's uh, it's kind of funny to see that. but. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna go for just any. Like you see in this deal, he's not just gonna be thrown in like this in this kind of deal, right? They could have easily probably added something and threw Kuzma in if they wanted to, but they're not going to. Uh, they're not gonna do that. So they're gonna make sure it's the right deal. And um, I think he'll be on the team next year. I don't think they will extend him, but I think he'll be on the team next year.
0: Yeah. What do you think, Jonathan? Like Kuzma wants
1: a big deal. I want Scarlett Johansson to be my future wife. That doesn't mean it's gonna happen. <laughs> like. <laughs> He, he, I understand he's he's a confident young man who wants he he, he has this feeling that like he's putting in the work and he wants money that he feels reflects that. But if you're not putting the effort, like if you're not if the effort on the floor isn't matching the effort you're putting in, that doesn't signal like that he's going to get paid that well this come like, well next off season. I have a feeling that Kuz is going to want to move elsewhere. Obviously, he'd love to stay with the Lakers and potentially get another ring. Like That'd be ideal for him. But I'd say at this moment in his career, he'd probably rather go to another team like the Phoenix Suns or any another team like the Detroit Pistons or just like his hometown team and go there and be one of the guys rather than just a bench guy or a rotational piece. He wants to improve his overall value so when it comes to the next season and When it comes to him being offered bigger money, he's in a position of strength rather than a position of weakness. Because currently, if he's going to still be behind the likes of Anthony Davis and the Serge Ibaka comes and plays more, or Gallinari comes, that puts Kuz even further down the kind of the depth chart to a certain extent with less minutes. I I'm a, I have a strong feeling Kuz is going to, is quite looking for a trade as much as the Lakers are wanting to trade him because they won't want to lose him for nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And there, if if Giannis becomes an option, which again we'll find out on the twenty first of December, I think. Twenty first December. Yeah. Five the
0: twenty first. Yeah.
1: Yeah, by the twenty first. We'll find out then if Giannis is is coming or going or if he's whatever he's doing. But yeah, I just can't see Kuz making it through the full season. I'd say the the worst case scenario is the Lakers trade Kuz around All Star break. Yeah. I don't I don't see him on the roster um, going into the 2021 season, unless Giannis is signed on long term. There's no real options that the Lakers feel really strong about that about giving long term money to in the free agent market. And if Kuz steps it up, yeah, there's abs- there's there is definitely a world where Kuz gets re-signed. But I think he's probably shooting himself in the foot a little bit by coming out and saying I want big money. It's like you haven't been producing. The rookie season was probably your best season. The set the next season after, you did get more points, but you, you definitely took a step back l- last season. Fair enough, you stepped up defensively, and I think your game is a lot, his game is a lot more well, well-rounded now. But yeah, he's not not in particularly a position of strength right now to be asking for a lot of money, especially when he knows that if he wants to play a power forward position, he has Anthony Davis ahead of him. If he wants to play a small forward position. He has LeBron James out of him. If he wants to kind of... I know the Lakers did experiment last season with him at the centre for a brief period of time. That's probably not going to work out that well for you either. Like, he needs to find himself a situation where he, if he wants to get paid, he needs to move. But I don't see the Lakers just moving on from for the sake of moving on from him. He is a vital player for the Lakers. And they, they're probably hoping that he steps up next season is the like plays like he's he did in his rookie season, just hitting better from three point land, kind of more efficient not uh, passing the ball better. But yeah, it, it's who's in a bad situation, and it's I, I suppose he's not in the worst situation. He thought he got his ring this season, so he's doing a lot better than most players in this league. But I think having won his ring so early, he's gonna want to get paid, and if. He stays with the Lakers and stays in the position he's currently in. He's not going to get paid the money he wants.
2: Yeah, like really quickly on, on Kuzma, um, I, he's not a guy that I feel like wants – I know you said he wants to move, but he seems like a guy that loves L.A. Like he loves like the Los Angeles kind of uh, attention he gets. He's not like – you know, Brandon Ingram I feel like wanted another place to go and just, you know, get his – Baringham's going to get paid now. He became an all-star. But, um, you know, I feel like guys like that, he's a little different. He wants like the uh, the intention and – uh Going back and rewatching like all the playoff games because I have nothing else to do. He he <laughs> like he hit like a bunch of timely shots. Like I think we forget. Um, there was a point in I think game two or three in Houston where we were up two with like three minutes left, and he hit a big three in the corner. And yeah, there's a lot of moments like that where he hit a bunch of big shots. And uh, we talked about Caruso, KCP's play making Danny Green kind of expendable, right? I think Kuzma's. Um, jump as a defender, as a wing defender. Um, We threw him on guys like Paul George, Jimmy Butler. Um, He had time on those kind of guys and actually did his job uh, pretty well. So I think that also allowed the Lakers to move on from Danny Green um, because he was able to step into that wing role. Uh, Luke Walton had him playing backup center at times last year, which just made no sense. I feel like that killed kind of his defensive reputation. Um, And he was a bad defender. Um, He didn't have a good defensive stance, uh, things like that. But uh, like you said, he obviously peaked his rookie year. Uh, I tell people, I'll tell my kids about rookie Kuz. Like, I feel like that was, like, a legend. <laughs> um, that guy would have been in the Hall of Fame that's, that's what kept up. A dude was a 28th pick who made first-team all-rookie um, in a class, I believe. Uh, was that. I believe that was the Tatum class as well. Um, Donovan Mitchell, you know, all those, all those players. players. And Kuz made first-team all-rookie. Um, Kind of Jordan Clarkson, I think, made first-team all-rookie as well. But that was a little bit a different class. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was a big-time draft, and I feel like that was – a big thing, but yeah, um, he's not the scorer that he showed his rookie year, but uh, he he helped us win uh, definitely.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to follow off the back of that with a bit of praise for him as well. I think that a lot of people like just genuinely look at the points and they think, mm-hmm. oh, he's not our third scorer, that's it. But you know, yeah. uh, people that are watching this and obviously, I, I when I spoke to the likes of like Phil Handy, Mike pemberley they're really high on uh on on coups and uh, the, i think he needs praise for slotting into the team and producing in the way that he kind of needed to you know because he got absolutely slammed out of the starting lineup by anthony davis you know i mean that and the lebron took a lot of the ball you know in his, his first season anthony davis comes in literally Probably what eighty percent of the time the ball is going to be in LeBron James's or Anthony Davis's hands. You know he's just yeah. not going to get a lot of looks there, and his minutes certainly slumped. So obviously with that, it's going to look like his production slumped, and it did in numbers. Yeah. And didn't shoot as well as we wanted him to. No, he didn't. But I think coming in and on the defensive end, and uh, you know providing energy when he did, I think um, I think he pretty much. I think he deserves praise to be honest with you and remember it's difficult when you're coming in and we expect him to hit some shots but it's difficult when you come in for a few minutes you sit you come in for a few minutes again you sit and you're not out there for long stretches of time I think um he's a very marketable player I think he'll he'll go somewhere and get paid I think I think he'll get paid a reasonable amount um when he didn't uh, when AD didn't start and Kuz went into the starting lineup he did average 20 points per game so I think the scoring ability is definitely there. I don't think that's something that's just disappeared. Um, but obviously, Lakers Twitter is a very, very critical place. Um, but I do think that, and I, I'm I'm not defending Kuz. You know, I'm pretty much there with the frustrations with you all as well, like speaking to Lakers Twitter. But I do think that he does deserve an element of credibility as well. And I think that, it and Jonathan mentioned Giannis, and I think it all comes down to Giannis. You know, what is his decision? And we, as long as we don't know that decision, we have to leave 2021 open, salary cap wise. We just have to. It's the same with the Kawhi situation. You might not end up getting him, but as long as you're in the sweepstakes, you have to keep that open. If Giannis comes and says, I don't, I'm staying in Milwaukee, I don't have a problem with paying Kuzma. I don't think I would want to pay him like 20 million or anything like that. But, you know, if the right deal is there for so many years, I'd pay him. I don't have a problem with it at all. I think he's definitely marketable. And I think if it's not with the Lakers, I think he'll go and have a very good career elsewhere and earn good money.
2: Definitely.
0: Yeah. And um, I heard Jonathan say as well, like who's going to Detroit Hmm, that brings up the next topic. Are you hinting at a Derrick Rose trade there? What what are you doing? What are you playing with us there? What what what's that? No, I I that was always my go to trade. I always thought like it sounded just
1: like the perfect. Even sounds weird. Sounds like the perfect Hollywood story. Like Derrick Rose completing his redemption, coming to LA, potentially win the ring with the Lakers after all the injuries he suffered over the course of the last couple of years. This would have been. A like a storybook ending for him, like similar to how it was before the season. I don't see it happening now. Okay. Uh, no, well, the thing is, the Lakers still have the assets to pull off the trade. Ottawa take probably well, without the first round, it makes it a bit more difficult. But he could still, it could still be like a Kuz and Javale McGee for Derrick Rose trade. But again, with Dennis Schroeder now, well, look, like it's, it looks like it's virtually locked up. It, it makes kind of uh, a trade for Derek Rose a bit more not useless, but kind of not needed. But I've 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 I've, I've other kind of more crackpot theories now. Uh, of
0: uh, course, yes, he's always I mean, cooking up trades.
1: <laughs> but this one, this one isn't actually a trade, but it's it's off the back of a lot of kind of like a lot of talk this week about Demar Derozan. Uh-huh. Like obviously now that Danny Green has now been. Moved to OKC. Well, in theory, has been moved to OKC. Is there a, a possibility? And I, I, I can Ari's, I think I know your your answers already. Is there, is there a possibility that Marta Rosen rejects his player option and takes the mid level with the Lakers for one season, and then reenters the? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: So uh, that to, would be... to anyone
0: that's listening, well, listening back on the pods, uh, me and Vaz are shaking our heads. I've heard yeah. this before. He said this to me on the phone. I think DeRozan's <laughs> too good of a player than that. Not,
2: not, not just that. That's a seven. That's a seventeen million dollar pay cut, and I, I just yeah. don't think he's doing that at thirty one. Um, my, my problem with DeRozan, um, like I, I was against a DeRozan move, um, and I found I was actually, I guess, in the minority in that because I guess a lot of Laker fans were ready to just. Uh, bring DeRozan on as a six man or whatever he was. But I just don't think he's in that place where he's still making all star level money, but you know, he's not like, he's not efficient enough to do that on a championship level team. People are saying just throw him into the Rondo role, but like, that's not really how things work. You know, you have a guy making $30 million on the bench. You can't put him into a 15 minute, 20 minute role. You just, that just doesn't happen. I didn't like the fit. So I think obviously this move takes away DeRozan. Um, Derrick Rose would have been nice. I thought um, they were gonna, they might have had a chance to get him last year, but I think Detroit was asking for a little too much. Um, but um, Alex Caruso, wasn't it? I think uh, they want yeah.
0: Caruso back.
2: Yeah, and the Lakers, I hope, hung up the phone very quickly. <laughs> with yeah, that, like <laughs> with that move. So uh, yeah, and now obviously with Schroeder, I, I don't think um, Derrick Rose will be uh, will be looked at now as they have their backup point guard. So um, yeah, I don't know where else, what else they would for. I have
0: for one more him. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quick, quickly before you say that deal i like Schroeder over rose as well just because like insurance health wise as well like yeah. you know rose we were kind of like a bit worried not production wise but just his health Schroeder's right. pretty much played I mean, he obviously hasn't i don't think he's completed a full full season but he's played the majority of his seasons in the nba and he's young so yeah. i think like uh for the the deal that it is danny green and a pick i i think that heavily leans towards the lakers i really do um I like it. I like it. Not enough to get his jersey, but I like it. Um, what? Go on, Jonathan. What are you? Uh...
1: The trade would be with the seventy-sixers. Would you do a Kyle Kuzma for Mathis <laughs> Tyrell trade?
2: Ooh, Philly hangs up the phone very quickly. In my opinion, <laughs> they laugh. They uh, need, my... need a floor space and
1: the pick. If the pick was would have been involved, I think would have been. A closer deal, but I tend to agree with you. That was the the, the deal I had in my head before this shorter deal got done was Kuzman the first for Matisse Tyball.
2: But I think they really like him. Yeah. Tyball is one of the best defenders in the league already, in my opinion. Yeah. He's just just insane wing defender. He still can't shoot like that well. I think in the playoffs that kind of showed, right? Teams just yeah. Boston basically just did not guard him. They just left him alone. But I feel like he's one of the best wing defenders. Maybe, but I mean what Daryl Morey is now running Philly, I believe, right? He <laughs> likes three-point shooters. You never know. Maybe he has a fascination with Kyle Kuzma. Uh, but uh, Kuzma is a free agent. Matisse Tybell, I believe, is signed on for the next three years <laughs> on a on a rookie deal. Um so I, but that would be amazing for the Lakers if you can get if Rob can swindle Daryl Mori into turn Kyle Kuzma into Matisse Stebel, that'd be that'd be a big time move.
0: Yeah, I think there could potentially be another trade in the words here down the line. I think if Ku is is kind of there there's potential to bump up the salary if someone like uh you know Avery Bradley's contract comes back or or whatever I mean to be honest with you with the way we're lining up I think I think free agency is the way forward I think I think if we I think just wrap Avery Bradley back up I think I was quite quite surprised to see that he was actually opting in uh, looking to well opt out to opt in to free agency like I was quite surprised by that I didn't think that would be what he would do but if we get players like Avery Bradley back um, I think Rondo's like gone now, and I don't have a problem with that. He wants multi-year. Um, you know, it, I, he didn't produce in the regular season. Don't forget that. He's fantastic yeah. in the playoffs, but he won his ring and he can go off into the sunset. I think um, KCP. I'd love to have back. I think it's going to be expensive, but if we could figure that out, um, you know, add Caruso into that, who's obviously already signed up. Um, that's looking like a pretty good guard rotation right there. Yeah, Do you agree?
2: Yeah, uh, most definitely. Um, And we'll see if Avery Bradley obviously opts in. And then uh, you have about four or five guards. um, And I believe you can still keep the identity of the team. Uh, That's why I was a little worried about with the DeRozan deal as well. Um, You kind of lose your identity. So um, I like that they can still keep the identity um, there while adding a big-time offensive player in Schroeder. And, yeah, I don't think they're done uh, at all. I'm just going through kind of the news here um they're still trying to i guess obviously wesley matthews um and uh i would love if they can get ibaka but i think you're right yeah. the next will come through free agency um they can still if, if i feel javel mcgee opt-in i'm sure right that'll be another sorry, yeah, yeah that will be like another six million dollars um expiring deal that they can throw in right mm-hmm. um so uh yeah I'm, I'm sure they're not done uh i believe were they the first trade of the the this like uh uh, yeah like, trade trade year Yeah
1: the first basic beat one, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so.
2: yeah yeah. Yeah. So uh that's that's kind of funny. Um uh, but yeah that's I feel like that's where we'll go from here. We'll go into free agency.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's great news. I think uh we're pretty much probably ready to wrap this up I think uh I think oh, one we'll more trade. Go, right, one more trade and then I'm gonna we're gonna say a tad bit more on Schroeder. So go on throw throw your uh Free trade, as
1: Okay, so if this is with involving the Detroit Pistons and then involves another guard, would you do a Javale McGee and Karl Kuzma trade for Luke Kennard? Ooh. Um. New hometown players coming back to Detroit. Luke Kennard is uh, an injury-prone player that's going to, going to have to
0: get paid next year mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure it moves a needle for us that much i think uh i think potentially uh we i think Those are we, shooter. uh shooter i think the lakers would be happy to just stick with kuz i think i think uh i i'm with raj and what you said earlier i don't think that they're just going to throw him away for nothing right. i think they'd rather see him probably see out the remainder of his contract potentially move him at the trade deadline and um you know, if he goes for nothing, he goes for nothing. But if you get another season of production out of him to go back to back, I'm fine sure.
2: with that. I'll just play devil's advocate here, I guess. Um, one of the guys who I follow, uh, a friend, Duncan Smith, who covers the Pistons, mm-hmm. um, he's really high on Luke Kennard. Um, he just doesn't get, I guess he doesn't get the minutes or shots in Detroit, but uh, he's a high-level three-point shooter already um, on high attempts. Um, I think he's like six or seven attempts uh, per 36 or something like that. And he shoots a really good percentage. So, And that was a lottery pick, right, last year? um, I think it was uh, – was he – I think it was like seventh or a couple of years ago, whatever he was. I think uh, that was in 17,
1: 2018
2: season, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of years ago he was a high lottery pick. Um, so that would be – I mean, Javel, I believe, is just an extendable guy anyway. Um, I'm not sure how much uh, – I'm sure he'll start again if he plays, but I'm sure he, they see him as an expendable piece. Um, But Kuzma for Canard is interesting. It allows Kuzma to go to a place that he probably would be happy to go to, I guess, to play in Detroit. Call it
0: home, pretty much.
2: Yeah, call it home, and then um, Canard's a nice player. But yeah, I don't think they'll do that deal. Um, I feel like again, that's uh, he's a small guard, so kind of he's not like a really good defensive guard as well. So um, I'm not sure, like you said, how much that moves the needle. But yeah, it's interesting. That's an interesting deal.
0: Yeah. So before we head out of here, what grade would you give this now? pretty much completed Schroeder deal um Schroeder coming to the lakers adding some much needed versatility and uh versatility and uh and scoring um and youth as well uh, with danny green and the pick going the other way uh raj what what grade would you give that at this point
2: uh i, I mean i want to say incomplete for now because i want to see what they do but probably like a bb plus um for right yeah. now and then uh, if they can get i i feel like they have something under their wing uh, as No pun intended to get a wing, but Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm sure they have something else uh, lined up here. And so um, if they can do that, then it really moves this trade up. But I think this is a solid deal. I mean, you get a six-man-of-the-year candidate, a lot of people. I think I think he got votes, right, for six-man-of-the-year. Yeah, he was robbed. He was robbed. He was robbed, yes. Uh, Montrezl Harrell won it. Uh, Fraud. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, um, he got six-man-of-the-year votes, um, and you got that guy for – uh, the first round pick and Danny Green, who, you know, he wasn't even he wasn't closing that many games in the playoffs, so um, I th- I feel like he's a good deal.
0: Yeah, the throw you grade out, throw your grade out there, Jonathan, and then we'll head off. Uh,
1: yeah, I tend to agree, like a B plus A minus. I, he definitely moves the needle in the right direction for the Lakers. That's the main thing. Like any, tr- any trades or moves we we do going forward, we need to get better because the level of competition this coming up season it's going to be significantly higher. We have Golden State coming back with a basically a healthy array of players. They have the second overall pick. They have an ability to potentially get another start over there. Then you have KD and Kyrie if they're healthy. That could be a really, really powerful team over there. I, lo- I don't think they should make a trade. I think I really like their roster as constructed. They probably need more um, spot-up shooters in in... Brooklyn, but yeah, there's still going to be a force we reckon with the Boston Celtics who potentially get better. So yeah, we definitely need to get better. Dentistry
0: is definitely moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. B plus, A minus. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's definitely one that we are speaking about this needle moving. I think it's one that definitely does inch the needle in the right direction mm-hmm. and uh, there could potentially be another be other moves being made. I think we're all in agreement that we just have a bit of a gut feeling that there is something happening uh, behind the scenes. So, uh, we did before and then this has obviously come out of nowhere. So, yeah, it's going to be entertaining as we head into draft week now. Um so, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think we're going to wrap this up. Has anyone got anything that they want to add in before we go?
2: Uh, really quickly, like for on Ibaka, I'm not sure if we spent a lot of time on Ibaka, but um, if he were to sign here, he'd obviously go for the mid-level, right, the full mid-level. Um, yeah. That's around $10 million, and that's still like a 50% pay cut for what he made last summer. So he made like $21 million. Just people to keep in mind, is, <laughs> it's still a decision for him. Uh, but, yeah, he'd be my dream dream pickup. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. And um, yeah, so we'll come into the outro now. I think um, what I will do is I will put a little bit of a plug in uh, for the guys, um, for everyone watching. Uh, at the bottom, there is the NBA Story EU partnership. He- head over to lakersuk.com forward slash partners. Click on the relevant link. Use the promo code LakersUK10 at checkout. That can get you 10% off, off your order, including champions merch. Uh, we also have, Jonathan, you got your, t- your hoodie on? we've got the lakers uk that's awesome t-shirts and hoodies uh go on twitter it's the pinned tweet probably should know that if it is or not but yeah um uh, head over on to our twitter at la lakers uk you can uh, go and pick them up they've shipped worldwide as well so you can rep worldwide Um another thing before we go uh, like i said on the last pod i do a, a do gd coverage and prospect coverage uh, for my other project nba call-ups uh, we are moving into draft week um, me and jonathan who works over there with myself uh, we are with some of the draft players and media availability this coming week um, last week we spoke to carl anthony and uh, kyra lewis jr uh, this week we've hopefully got a few more lined up i don't know who i can't remember off the top of my head um but yeah uh, head over to nba call-ups uh, on twitter instagram facebook nba uh, Ups.com website to check that out we are quite excited for that coverage um so yeah um back to our guest as we round up um thank you so much for taking the time to jump on we finally got it um sorted we finally got you on um it, it, it just yeah thank you for coming on i really do appreciate oh, it uh,
2: thank you guys for having me this was awesome
0: yeah yeah, and it'd be great to do it another time if you if we haven't put you. off and you want to come back?
2: <laughs> no, of course, absolutely, anytime.
0: Yeah, b- before we go, do you want to let people know where they can find you on social media? I think they, I think most people probably follow you by now, but um, yeah, give yourself a little bit of a plug or any work you're working on as well.
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Just uh, at unwritten rules. Um, the last e is a three. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll put uh, videos and stuff. Hopefully, have some shooter stuff up soon. I'm gonna dive into that uh, today. So. I'm excited. We get some new stuff. I've been rewatching the finals games and there's only so many times you could just rewatch those and uh, post Anthony Davis stuff, which, uh, so I'm excited to have some new new stuff to jump into.
0: Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to seeing it. And Jonathan, where are you at? Uh, I'm on Jonathan K NBA on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, cool. Uh, so check both of them out, um, especially Raj, our guest today. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Really do appreciate it. Um, hopefully we'll see you soon. Of course. And uh, to everyone, now what we will get in, before, I, before we do head off, um, we want to say a huge thank you to our Patreon members. We've got deep fardi, both Jonathan's, Benjamin, Massimo, Cole, Adam, Phil, Steve, and Jamie. Your support is much appreciated. Thank you so much. If anyone's interested in supporting us whilst unlocking the full Lakers UK community plus perks, visit www.patreon.com forward slash LA Lakers UK. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to tell some of your Laker friends about it. You can find the Late Late Show on all major podcast platforms. Please follow, like, share where possible, and leave a review. Um, be sure to follow Lakers UK over on Twitter and Instagram under LA Lakers UK. Check out our website, lakersuk.com. There we go. Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers. We'll catch you next time.